0: Here's the host of The Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of OH Partners, Scott Harkey.
1: Welcome to The Rebrand Podcast, where we tell the untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. And today we're going to hear about how leveraging Arizona pride has helped this clothing brand startup to early success is my boy from a long time, and joining us is Mike Spannenberg, who is the CEO and co-founder of State 48, which is definitely just more than a t-shirt company. State 48 prides itself on partnerships and helping local people and businesses make a statement through its service-based offerings. Ooh, that's a mouthful. State 48 basically just does dope stuff. I mean, they've been around in Arizona for a long time. Everybody knows who this brand is. They do anything from designs to screen printing to embroidery, art, branding, collabs, All the above. If you're in Arizona, you know this brand and Mike and his team have killed it. And I've always just been like fanboy for sure. But today, Mike and I are going to discuss how leveraging State Pride built a huge fashion brand. All right. Here's my conversation with Mike Spannenberg, CEO and founder of State 48. What's up, doggy? What's up, buddy? That was such a great welcoming. I don't know if it was all true, but I appreciate it. Oh, it's definitely true because we just said it. So let's get right into this. Three years ago or two years ago, I said you were doing too many collabs and you should stop because you're going to devalue your brand. And then you kept doing even more collabs and uh, you've completely crushed it. And uh, I was wrong and you were right. So let's get into that.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm always remembering that moment vividly we we're sitting down for lunch and I'm a huge fan of you and admire you and you become like a, not only great friend, but mentor. And when you said that, I really had to, think twice about it, but I've just been so confident of what we're doing. And for us, we're always more than just selling t-shirts and hats. And you got to go where where obviously the business's demand is, right? And creating collaboration designs for other organizations help us spread our word and also help make an impact in, in Arizona. So, so that's what I love the most is the collaboration piece of our business.
1: It's amazing what you've built. I mean, early on, I just feel like you've always been ahead of the game on the trends. And I think bigger brands and unfortunately, agency people like me were a year late or six months late or two years late. And I can remember watching some of the sports teams in town and then looking at your social following and you were beating them. I was like, holy shit, this guy has a bigger following in State 48. That's a bigger following than the sports teams. And then now I go to these advertisements and they're like, oh, it's all about collabs, all about collabs. And you, you said that five years ago. What do you think people can take from what you've done and become You know, really... In my mind, I'm extremely biased, but, you know, one of the most beloved brands in a huge city and a huge state like Arizona. What, what are a couple of uh, pages from your playbook for other brands and other marketers out there?
2: Yeah, no, thank you so much. I think, and I hear you speak on this a lot. I'm always like nodding my head when you're doing all your, your great videos and stuff, but <laughs> authentic and being who you are. I mean, we, I was born and raised in Chandler. I mean, it was rare growing up here and there was nothing out here representing Arizona in a positive and fashionable way. You know, we started in 2013 and I feel like we're just still getting started. But I think, yeah, first and foremost, people are going to sense if you're fake and you're just, you know, it's a money grab. And like, it's a genuine interest to want to build these relationships and work with people you like and you trust. And, you know, when our first big collaboration with Bruce Arians really kind of set the bar of like, the money that we are raising is not only we're up, not only creating awareness for a great foundation, the Arians Family Foundation, but we are able to raise funds for them and be able to just make a, a bigger impact. So I think there's so much competition in business, too, and I think it's important to just work together and I think there's enough to go around. So I think we're just a brand of hey, clothing for all inspired by Arizona. We just want
1: to work with anyone who wants to work with us. That's cool, man. And the listeners out there, I mean, this is kind of more of a you know national marketing podcast. But I think what you've done is just so fascinating and marketers miss the boat. Could you give our audience an idea of kind of where you started and where you are today in terms of like scale, volume, size, number of retail stores, social following, and maybe just a quick insight. I don't even know. I mean, I think you're doing what like 5 million or something. I don't know. You have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. I mean, could, I'm not saying give away the secret sauce, but I, I mean, just... Could you help quantify the scale you're at in Arizona a little yeah, bit? Yeah,
2: yeah. No, thanks. You're, I feel like you're being way too kind. But uh, yeah, we started with 1500 bucks, started out of a spare bedroom, not knowing what the heck we were doing. I had a business background in the hotel industry. I always loved people and, and service. And just we were solving a problem at the time. But we started gaining some success over the years, working Bruce Arians and the sports teams, like the Diamondbacks and the Suns. And then it became... So much more of working with other organiza- organizations like Phoenix Children's Hospital, Dignity Health, you name it. Whether it's a brewery or a restaurant or a nonprofit, you know that's kind uh, of our, our bread and butter. But we've grown year over year. I'm proud. You know we're at. We'll probably hit a little over four million this year. We're about to open our third retail location, but even that, almost ten years into it, I really do feel like we're just getting started. There's a ton of people who have no idea who we are what well, we've expanded to is we offer, we ultimately want to be one-stop shop for apparel and design. And what I mean by that is, of course, we have the collaboration piece of the business. We have the retail side of the business, the wholesale side of the business. But now we've been offering screen printing embroidery services for other organizations. So like, for example, you know, Girl Scouts, Girl Scouts have been a big partner of ours. And hey, they already like us. They trust us. They know their quality. We stand by our service. Bring all your business to us, right? So now we're doing... Manufacturing for other organizations in in Arizona, and we're also now offering art and branding services. We you know, our creative team designs every day. That's what we do. We can create designs for any organization. It doesn't have, just have to be state 48. So we're making sure we have a, obviously a niche of just supporting Arizona, which I still feel with all the businesses and everyone coming to Arizona. There's major major opportunities to grow just on the the retail side of things, but the B two B side of the business is where I get most passionate about because. We all know brands potentially have a, a lifespan, right? So like this allows us to be more sustainable and allow us to you know, work, work with everyone possible and really grow our revenues.
1: That's awesome, man. And I think for larger brands, it's really hard to wrap their head around partnership. And I see a lot of brands in the collaboration space, us included at times when we're representing you know, large brands sometimes get cocky about what they're getting in return like and what the trade-off is or who has a bigger audience or who's providing more value and I've seen you never really get caught up in that like I remember looking at one of your sports sponsorship contracts and you're like yeah but those are those are my partners and what happens is and what I've seen with you and others and why collabs are really the, the big buzzwords that I mean I was just in New York at ad Week, and it was like collabs, collaborations, collaborations, and partnerships. And I mean, I I saw a thing last night, my girlfriend Shay sent me (laughs) this thing. It was an aura ring of those like aura rings where we sleep. And a Gucci collab, we're like, oh, that's interesting. You know, this is everyone. You know, where the, there's like a, a Vans and uh, I can't remember that. It was a Crocs and KFC collab and Crocs made KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken Crocs. Like it was, it's, that's what it's all about. But what happens is you get to leverage each other's audience for free. And in a day and age where uh, owned audiences, everything and paid super expensive and TVs dwindling and budgets are tighter, it makes a ton of sense. What are some lessons learned in terms of the collab world that maybe people should take from you as being... (laughs) Uh, I'm going to call you the collab king. I just made that up. But, you know, where are people getting it wrong and and what works best in kind of this partnership environment?
2: Yeah, the word that sticks out is how do you add value? Or the word, I should say, is value, right? And yeah, we strive to add value and we get it, like not just explain to the audience too. Like when we create these custom designs, it's a minimum order of 50 shirts. You no know, organization can come to us. They give us direction. We'll pitch them ideas. We'll ultimately get to a design they love. They purchase it at a wholesale price based on how many they order. And what's all included in that is obviously the T-shirts, in my opinion, have been an afterthought for a long time. It's getting mm-hmm. more and more popular. People believe in it, the quality and such. But like a nonprofit or like a food bank, they've never, most of those shirts are poor quality. They don't. They're not putting any money into it. But when you make a fun collaboration t-shirt with us, it, not only the quality is going to be there, it's going to be a fun design. It allows you to share a story. And that's where we're adding value. Now we're, they're able to sell those and fundraise for their nonprofit, or they're able to give to their team members, which team members actually want to wear. And they're going to wear them out and about on the weekends. And they're going to word of mouth marketing is still such a real thing, in my opinion. We're trying to add as much as value. So not only just a offering that really, you know, affordable pricing, but like design times going into that marketing, we posted on our social media channels to say, thank you. It's also highlighting our email. So, you know, a lot of that people can get sucked into just trying to nickel and dime and like, hey, for $5,000 more, we're going to charge you for this. But we're trying to just incorporate all that because we, again, appreciate how much business we're receiving from that. And, but also they're helping us get out to different demographics and new people. So we're essentially marketing with a profit not necessarily like spending mm-hmm. in that area so that's the key i think is just trying to always add as much as value as possible
1: i love that what's next i mean what's the future hold for state 48 and what are some marketing trends that you see in the industry
2: yeah great question that's why i love to talk about most the vision right but anyone who knows retail and social you've touched on those things it's it's hard like it's hard like you got to be ahead of the trends. You know, you got to know who your audience is too. And we're trying to continue to evolve and bring a new audience, but we're also not going to alienate the people that are spending their hard-earned money and want those big graphic tees that just represent Arizona, right? So it's a a balance. But for us, like this year, I've kind of considered like a grow year, invested into the team. We brought in new team members. We launched a podcast to be able to talk more about our business and articulate that with Lisa Matthews, who came from the Cardinal. So that was a great value. You know, Nuvia joining our team recently, that huge asset to the content and the visual creative side has been a major key. And then we're opening our third retail location in downtown Gilbert, which would be our best store just because the traffic and the, and the volume there and our most, our best looking store, our biggest investment in the store. We plan to open up more locations throughout the Valley where locations we could control the service and the experience In the profit, of course. We're we're working on trying to buy a building to be our future new headquarters here in Chandler, expand our footprint there. There's a lot lot going on. We have our foundation that we started two years ago that supports aspiring entrepreneurs, and that allows us to stand by what we talk about is we want to be known for more than selling t-shirts and hats, and that's giving back. And obviously, you've been a part of that and utilizing our network to provide free resources and their knowledge and then giving out funding for people to start their hustle. So, and we have a state 48 license plate coming very soon, the next month or two, which will be a game changer for the for-profit and the nonprofit. So, and there's a, there's a lot of things. Yeah, a lot. Again. Get excited is like, again, like your mind always has to be wired like that. Like, Hey, what's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. What's next? But as you, as you can hear, there's is, is, is a lot coming. What's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur? Oh man. It's just the more you grow and everyone thinks, you know, I'm always super grateful for when people come up to you and they say, you're killing it, you're killing it. And like, I appreciate that. And I love that perception, but it's like, Hey, I know I can personally get a lot better. I know our company can get a lot better. So I would say the more we're growing, the more stress comes along with that. And it's it's, Mm -hmm. you know having that balance to be, you know, as you know, like I'm single dude, I love, I eat. i my life's surrounded by State 40, and i'm happy about that but it takes a lot of sacrifice and you know just more come more stress comes with growing the team but at the end of the day when you put it invest into the right people you know it all tends to work out but i would say that's the biggest challenge is just you know the more you take
1: on the more the more challenging i'd agree with you and i i, I think for me what i've learned too is, is there's so many different stages of entrepreneurship and the scaling of the business that are completely different and really scary, you know, like when you start in the hustle, uh, it's scary and then you're, you get some, some success and, and you start to kind of, you know, see a little bit, then like a, you get your ass kicked on some challenge and like, there's just, there's just some, and in mid-level management. And then, you know, maybe you're raising money or maybe, you know, maybe you're growing up or maybe you're buying, like, there's just so many phases that are so fascinating. And, and I feel similar to you, like when you said, hey, you're killing it when someone says that, like, I know you, and I think you're a lot like me, where those comments kind of scare you. And you're like, nah, man, like, I'm, I got so much to do. (laughs) I got so much to figure out. Like, I'm just getting I still feel like I'm just getting started.
2: Yeah, no, amen. And that's where, you know, you could all, with other entrepreneurs, you always speak the the same language and understand (laughs) what it's like. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, even in our stage in the business too, like the growth and the scaling part gets very scary if you don't have the right people in place. And that's where we have some mm-hmm. opportunities to be like, Hey, I got the vision under control, but who, how do we now implement mm-hmm. this for that person that can, or team that could execute it. Right. So, and even knowing, like when people say, Oh, so many people, like everyone knows about you. There's so many people don't. And that's where, yeah. you know, I, I I'm not going to sleep right. until like we conquer all of Arizona.
1: And <laughs> I know I'm like, there's 8 million people in Arizona. Like you, you've yeah. already conquered that, but you're still on a mission. And I love how you talk about the people. And that's, I mean, you were most excited about, course, of vision for the people. And in today's marketplace, it's hard to find the right people in the right position at the right time. So I, I thought that was really cool. That, that kind of is making me think, like, you know, what people am I most excited about? And where is the investment in people for us, too, and others? That's, that's awesome. I love that.
2: Yeah. And it's at the end of the day, like, why are we doing this, right? You build something special. So you work with people you like and you trust and have fun and not... You know, you see all the memes of people going to work and they hate their job, wait <laughs> like to not do anything and waste. But like our team, just so great at and they're passionate about it. And at the end of the day, we, I always tell everyone, hey, the more you put into it, the more we're going to pour back into you. And that's the exciting thing about a startup is like you control your own destiny. And of course, there's very tedious parts of any job or responsibility, right? But like I think it's really cool is that. Everyone, no matter what your role is, you play a part of our success. And there's no coincidence that we continue to grow because of the people that we bring on.
1: Damn, man. I I love talking to you, Mike. I can see why there's been so much success. Inspirational and even got me thinking about some different things. Definitely from a people standpoint. Of course, the brand and collab side, I think we're aligned uh, now anyway. But uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. That wraps up the uh, episode of Rebrand Podcast. But don't worry, we're going to be back. Uh, Big thanks to Mike Spanenberg, CEO, co-founder of State 48, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Mike and I are going to discuss how sports collaboration built fashion brands. Again, thanks to Mike. If you can't wait till the next episode and you'd like to learn more about Mike, you'll find a link uh, to his LinkedIn profile and show notes. Visit his company at state48.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to the podcast, head over to the rebrandpod.com. We'll have summaries of all our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our newsletter if you want to talk about your most impactful marketing campaign. Just remember, you can apply to be a guest speaker on the Rebrand Podcast. Of course, you can always reach us on social media. Our handle is at RebrandPod on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. blah. My handle is at SharkyAZ on Twitter and then at Scott Harkey on Instagram. If you haven't subscribed uh, to our newsletter and want daily stream of our marketing brilliance, uh, please subscribe on the podcast feed. We will publish an episode every day in the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be right back in your newsfeed the next business day. All right. That's it for again for today. But until next time, remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot or rebrand. Later, guys.